Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Fahad with Team Fighting Fit out of the UK. Fahad, what is going on today? Happy Wednesday. How you feeling? How you doing? What's going on? <laughs> hey guys. Hi JJ. Um, yeah, I'm awesome. I'm really, really, really stoked to be on this show. Happy to happy to that you invited me along. Really privileged. And you know, yeah. just see if we can uh, add value to the fitness community out there because we're all we're all out there doing good work, trying to trying to make the world a better place, yeah. especially with um, the way the world is right now. Um, you know, not just from a health and fitness point of view. Obviously, we've just come from the back of COVID, and that was a big health scare. But just the way the world's going right now, in terms of uh, everything's price of everything's going up, people are more stressed out than ever. And I think it's our duty and 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 our calling now to get out there and help people, not only improve their health and fitness from a from a physical point of view, but from a mental mental point of view, stress relief, and just getting yeah. and feeling better about themselves because. I don't know, there's still a lot to be grateful for out there, you know, <laughs> and we've yeah. got to focus on that. Yeah, couldn't have said any better, Rod. I, I love that, and I, I love that you're emphasizing not only just the physical side of things, but the mental side of things, and that's important. So, look, we're excited to have you on, and before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what you have going on with your gym, um, you know, let's start with the bare bones basics here. How would you say you describe your business to people, and what made you get started in the first place? So I'll start with the latter question. What made me get started? A um, couple of things, really. I mean, I've got a long backstory as to why I got involved in the fitness industry, why I started my gym. I'll give you the, the skinny version of it, the short version of it. I wasn't happy with what I was currently, what I was doing back then. Um, I was actually working with the family business, um, which couldn't be more far removed from fitness uh, than what they do. They, they, they manufacture and produce like ice creams and desserts and cakes and stuff like that. But me and my dad, we never saw eye to eye in business. And it just got to the point where I was fed up. And I was coming home from my brother's wedding in Malaysia. Just happened to sit next to this guy on the airplane. And we just got talking as you do. And he was asking me what I did for a living. And I told him what I do for a living. And then uh, he told me what he did for a living. And then later on, the conversation flipped to you know, interest. He actually saw me reading a book on fitness, a magazine. He started asking about fitness. And he said why aren't you doing something with fitness? Because you're clearly more passionate about that than you are about working for your parents. So um, that's when I got into it. I thought, okay, let me take this seriously. Let me, let me look into it. Started, started like um, looking at the options, seeing if I could make it financially viable, went to a few uh, industry workshops, uh, industry events, and just realized that this is what I wanted to be involved with. I wanted to help people. I wanted to make a difference in people's lives. Uh, I wanted to do something that I was... Uh, passionate about and ultimately i wanted to be my own boss i didn't want to not see eye to eye with anyone i yeah. wanted to, you know do it myself completely yeah and that's great that's great i think that's a great background a great way to start i mean there's no better way than really fighting your way through to, to breaking into that passion right you know i right. think everybody goes through that process and i think um you know everybody starts with that, that job they don't want to be doing or that, whether it's a nine to five or whether they're working for their family business like yourself you know, there's always some way, shape, or form you're going to find that passion and dive right into it. And happy that you did. Happy that you did. Oh, it's not happening too. I just wish I did it earlier, you know. I think <laughs> I, got in this game, I got in this game a lot later than most fitness coaches are. In the, it's, 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 we say it's a young, young, young person's game sometimes, but, you know. Um, I'm always I'm always the oldest in the room when I go to seminars and workshops. I mean, hey, but older means more wisdom, am I right? Exactly. Right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, yeah. Let's dive right into it here. So we'll start with another basic question here. Um, how many members are you serving currently, Fahad? So we're, we're classed as a micro gym. Um, uh, we, we offer a more high-end service at a higher price point to a smaller number of people. So at the moment, our current membership base is around 50, 60 member mark. Okay, that's fine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is, a, in your opinion, right is that a satisfactory number where you plan on on remaining and just growing within 
and doing some internal marketing or (laughs) okay so let me ask you this what would that hypothetical max be for you guys if if you had to put a number on that or an estimate how much higher can you go so the goal the goal is to to get to around 150 dunbar's number right um 150 to 200 members within this plant facility uh and my plan my my dream and my vision is to then have multiple facilities uh with the with the with the offering that we provide an experience that is very different to going to a normal gym or even a normal personal training facility that we will be our culture and ethos here is that of family first so everybody's like a member of the family and, you know, I think once you've experienced that, people will understand, yeah, this is exactly what this is. This is we're, we're all part of a family here. Um, but combining that with a, an evidence-based scientific approach to fitness and training and nutrition and, and lifestyle. So we're giving them what they need packaged in a way that is what they want and keep them excited keep them motivated keep them feeling as though they're part of something greater than themselves i love that That's i love that yeah. yeah yeah and i think the emphasis of of, of the care on the, at the end of the day that whole description had no correlation with any financial gratification it was only in correlation with the experience of the client and how much you care right and right. you're here for the right reasons and yeah. that's the biggest thing i think um Obviously, the finances will come, right? The more members you get, the finances will grow. You, you need money to, to stay well, It's open. business to make money, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and we're, all, we're all trying to thrive. And, you know, um, ultimately, the way I look at it is the focus should be on the right thing. Um, I, when I started this business, I kind of went into the whole, I started listening to, uh, business people like uh, can I mention names <laughs> like Grant Cardone and people like that and then I got a bit too focused on money um, and then my business wasn't growing and then I just thought hang on a minute I need to focus on what's right which is my clients put them first um, build a business that's for them to help people uh, and I went in that when I started focusing more on helping people and serving people um, then eventually, you know, financially we, we, we grew as well. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. I love that. I love, it's a transition, right? It, it, it's something everybody has to go through, right? Everybody has to go through that, right? Why do you think everybody, I mean, I'm not going to say names here about this, but everybody, you know, puts shame on, on the more corporate gyms, right? The bigger box gyms where uh, yeah. the, 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 <laughs> the priority is profit. Uh, and you're, when you're walking in there, you're not a person, you're a dollar sign. And, and so the fact that you can, you can yeah. be, and even though you mentioned yourself as a micro gym, regardless, I think it's more of, of the gym that people want to want to go to, right? I mean, think about it. Planet Fitness thrives off the folks who don't come. You know, they don't want to mention anything, but they, they do. They thrive off the folks who don't come inside. As for your gym like yourself, you want them to come. You know, completely opposite. It is, it is exactly the opposite. Uh, the business models are completely flipped on its head. Where You're, you're right. Our business thrives when everybody's in the building exactly exactly uh, in that retention yeah a big box gym they would have serious fire safety issues if, sorry, if they had everyone in the building <laughs> you know? exactly totally and so let's kind of move on to this next question i'm kind of curious you know for where you guys are at now and the progression of what you do with your clients what's been your best method of finding new clients it, it, we've we've been through different phases. Um, initially, Facebook ads worked really well for us in the beginning, and then as we grew our following and we grew our client base, it, it went more into sort of word of mouth. People bringing their friends, people seeing that the reputation you build as a as a business. So people know us for not only delivering results, but being uh, a facility or, 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 or a coaching company that care about people and that, you know, that, that know what 
don't know what they're doing and have more of a, a individualized approach, if you like. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I think that's super important, right? I think when people feel that, that they get an individualized approach, they see the value, which is why you're able to charge more, right? And yeah. with that comes value perception, right? People see a higher price, they correlate it with more value. So I, I honestly, I think if, if for you guys, you know, and, and people always say, oh, is it pricing? Is it demographic? Is it this, is that? I think genuinely speaking, if you get the right demographic through the door and get an abundance of volume through the door, for you guys, that next process, you correct me if I'm wrong, but that closing process should be pretty easy. Yeah. It's it's definitely, sorry. It's just, uh, oh, I'm really sorry about deliveries here now. Oh, okay. Could you uh, pause this for one minute? Or sure, five minutes? Yeah. yeah, sure. Okay, I'll be right back. Right, sorry right. about this. Yeah. Hi, JJ. Sorry about that. You still there? No concerns. No concerns. <laughs> tire flip machine delivered. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, it's important, man. You need to get that settled in, man. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, so. Awesome, brother. Awesome, brother. So, no, let's get right into it. I know, I know exactly where we were. So, now, you know, I think this next question, it's a little bit of a longer-winded question, but a good question in itself, you know, because we kind of discussed most of the pillars of business here. Um, but in the fitness and gym industry, which I'm sure you know, we use three pillars that are pretty more predominantly than any. It's five, but we use these three more often, right? And it's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, yeah. your client acquisition, which is yeah. your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. Yeah. So of those three, Fahad, where do you feel like you could improve the most? That's a great question. Um, I think there's room for improvement in all those areas. I, obviously, when you're looking at um, when you're looking at it from a pure business perspective and a pure sort of numbers game, it's very easy to sort of fall into the thought process that the more people we have coming knocking on the door, the better our business is going to be. But on the same token, if you can keep your clients longer, you have proven to yourself that you're offering value to those clients. Uh, because people aren't stupid. They're not going to stay around if they're not getting value, especially if you're charging them hundreds, if not thousands a month for training. So that, you know, and people that can afford to pay a thousand a month for training certainly aren't stupid, right? So if they're staying on longer, then the chances are they're more likely to a stay. You know, you don't have to buy more from you. Number one, they're going to be your best clients, and then b they're going to tell their friends about you. So you're yeah. going to have that lead generation coming. So I think the answer to that question is at this present moment in time, keeping people around longer and happier, especially with the numbers we have currently, would probably be more beneficial for us than lead acquisition. And, and, and yeah. Yeah. And so how do you go about tracking that, right? The LTV lifetime value of each client and how long they've been with you, if they've canceled, you know, if they're going to cancel, how do you go about tracking those metrics? So we, we, we have uh, spreadsheets that we use um, and, and, and we are, we have, uh, we're part of two brain. Um, so they provide us with the tracking calculators and stuff like that, which, which allow, which automatically calculate based on monthly revenue numbers, client clients in and clients out, um, what our lifetime value of a client is, what their average revenue per month is. So it's nice to see that and understand that because once you have, I'm, my, my background, uh, in a, you know, before I was in the fitness game was as an IT professional. So for me, I love numbers, I love data. And even when I work with clients, I'm very data driven. And I always tell my clients, like, data never lies, right? Very true, very you know, true. If you 
aren't losing weight, if those numbers aren't coming down, then it's telling us a story. It's telling us a factual story as to what's going on. It doesn't, you know, it, you can tell me all till the cows come home that you've got a slow metabolism or it's just in your genes or whatever. But if we look at the numbers and we dissect them and, you know, and focus on them, we can figure out what's going on. It's the same with the clients. If you, if, you, if you look at the numbers, the lifetime value, how much money they're bringing in revenue-wise, you can then work out whether what you can do to improve things. Yeah. You know, I always live by the saying, if you can measure it, you can improve it. I like that. That yeah. is a, a great thing. <laughs> and I think um, it goes undermined, right? I mean, like as fitness professionals, right? I mean, we track the weight on the bar. We track our body fat. We track our macros. But then sometimes when it comes down to the tracking of your business, people throw it to the side, you know? It, it's, and, um, it's no different. If, if anything, I, I draw huge parallels between getting someone in shape and building business. Like, you know how, like, in marketing fitness, if you look at the way it's marketed on Men's Health magazine or those kind of magazines, it's always about six-pack abs, six-pack abs, six-pack abs. And business coaching or, or wealth creation is always marketed that six-figure income, six-figure income. I always say the six-figure income is a six-pack abs. You know, it's, yeah. it's similar because you, you're chasing down this this I, this almost perceived uh, badge of success. If you've got a six pack, you're clearly fit. If you've got a six figure income coming in, whether that's a year or a month or whatever, then then you're clearly successful financially in a business sense. Um, so people start to focus on the wrong thing. Sometimes they focus on numbers too much. But there's a parallel between going back to what you were saying. You, running a business and getting person in shape is very similar. It takes discipline. It takes c consistency. It takes the right methods. If, if something's not working, you change it. You course correct if you have to. If and well, we're all coaches listening to this, and you know, I'll always you know, the advice I'll give any coach is to get a coach. Right? We always tell other people. Right. If you want help to achieve your fitness goals, then get a coach, hire a coach. Why aren't we doing that on our businesses? You know? Yeah, it's true. Or even other areas of our life, you know, if your marriage sucks, get a marriage coach, relationship coach. If your spiritual life sucks, get a guru in that respect, you know. So so it, it, it makes it makes no difference. And I think we as coaches ourselves should 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 understand that. Yeah, I, I agree hundred percent. And so just kind of curious. Now, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but I'll ask again if the answer changed. Is the priority here to grow internally, right? Because I know you mentioned the retention LTVs is, is definitely a bigger factor of where you feel like you can improve. But obviously, you want to get to 150. So where do you feel like your priority or the direction you want to focus on going in, going forward would be for you? If I could just have one, I still think there's still more to do with, and I'm going to contradict myself here with what I said earlier, but I still think lead generation is really important because I think now more than ever, um, there's, I hate to use this word, but there's a lot of competition. Yeah. You know? And, um, I think with 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 the economy going the way it is, I think being more able to get people through the door is going to help because for for, for a lot of people they're going to start to feel a financial pinch. So getting yeah. the right people through the door, number one, who have who, who a recession doesn't affect. Is, is key. Yeah, very much. And you get the right number in. So I think still that's still something that needs to work on. I think like, yeah. like I said earlier, there's room for improvement in all areas. And as important as um, all three are, it's very difficult for me to say, I definitely want one over the other, if I'm being honest with you, because I'm at this stage okay. in the business where 
we're not doing too bad in the generate lead generation, but we could always be better to get to the numbers we want. But then we're always, you know, we'll hit a bottleneck then of but then now we need to hire coaches and, and, and get the right coaching staff in and stuff like that. So it's very true. It's, it's, very true. It's business is fun. It's always a challenge. Yeah. And that's the thing you have to pay attention to, right? Like that's like a lot of people undermine that and don't even take that into consideration. The fact that you understand that, you know, that that is a direction that will have to be prioritized when it does come. I mean, well, I that's a phone call yesterday from some guy from India pretending to be English um, saying, oh, we can get you uh, 50 new clients this week if you sign up for this thing. Uh, and I'm like, if you gave me 50 new people this month, this week or this month, I wouldn't know what to do with them. I don't have the yeah. I couldn't give them the, the value that, that this they, they, they that I want to give them yeah. currently until we got the you know I need to hire some more coaches, number one, and then be able to give them what they want. It would be impossible. Literally. Right. I, I think people don't realize that. You know, people think that oh yeah, it would be a breeze. Oh, I want everybody and anyone, but like, could you really handle it? That's the question is, could you really, you know? And that's the thing we don't realize. And I think, I think that's why when people say the problem is legion, but they're at capacity, it's like, well, is it really, if you think you're at capacity, then is it that, or is it retention? Right. I mean, if you're, if you can't maintain the client, so those are always questions that we're always going to constantly answer. I think go through progressions as well. And so, you know, last two questions were here for Hod. Um, you know, what's the bigger picture? I know you kind of mentioned it earlier off air, I believe, or no, maybe on air, but what's the bigger picture? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? So my, 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 my driving factor with this whole adventure is I feel that the fitness industry is somewhat missing something. It's a little bit broken in that there's a lot of focus on um shall we say this sort of instagram social media style of portrayal of what fitness should be very aesthetic driven um very sort of bubblegum if you like sometimes um and there's a lot of misinformation out there there's a lot of coaches out there that are charging clients money and not delivering a good level of service to those clients. Uh, they're hurting their clients. They're not improving their health and well-being. They're just hurting them. I've seen so many people come through my doors who have trained with client uh, trainers, um, literally around the corner from me, uh, and they've been given exercises that they shouldn't be doing because they've not been assessed uh, and they've just been thrown into the deep end because that's the cool thing to do right now, you know. Um, and for me, I want to create a brand and a business that provides the right training for the right client and, and build a brand and build a business that serves a, serves a population that isn't really too key. You know, we're not, my client base aren't training to look great for a Friday night in the club. You yeah. know, they've probably, been there. they've probably been there and done that. My clients, my client base have, are generally mid 30 to late 40s who have been sat at desks most of their life who have got really poor posture gained a little bit of weight and just want to feel healthier for their kids and live longer and, and have more energy uh, and yeah they want to they want to look good but ultimately they want to feel good so i want to create a brand and, and a business that caters to that market and helps people understand that there's more to fit than just pounding your body with deadlifts and squats and things like that. rest and recovery good food good sleep good digestion all these things are all part of it uh you know mindfulness meditation it's all part of the fitness equation yeah a hundred percent i agree I, I couldn't agree anymore i think that's the biggest thing and so now one last question for you here you know if, if you could go back in time here for Hodge to when you first started the gym and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear, what would that advice be for you? I would say uh, there's two things that I would do differently 
when I started. Number one is I would um, definitely have hired a coach to help me because trying to figure it all out yourself takes time and you could be serving better people at a higher level and better if you've got good advice on how to run a business, how to coach better. So I'm definitely hiring some sort of mentor or coach or getting involved in some sort of community uh, that's that of like-minded people, definitely beneficial. Uh, and the the second thing I think I would have done, if I'm being honest with you, is um, I'd have sort I would have listened to what people wanted more than what I thought I wanted people to have. It's a major point. That is a mic drop of an answer because I think a lot of people don't realize that. Again, it, you want to do what you want to do, but realistically, it's what the client wants. And I think that's that was, that's a great response. I, you know, that's probably the first time I've ever heard that response. I think on all of my time here, that that is the first time I heard that. But that's one of the greatest responses, I genuinely. So look, I think it's a good place to wrap things up in this episode. Before we sign out here, please shout out your website, your Instagram, your Facebook, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Yeah. So. Um www.tff.fit or www.teamfightingfit.com whichever one they both point to the same place is where you can find out about our, our website uh, on social media um, it's Team Fighting Fit on Facebook the Facebook page Real Team Fighting Fit is the, is the Instagram page um, and then my name Farhad Mania I'm, I'm on Facebook that's probably my main social media place to hang out uh, more than welcome if you, if you do reaching out to me there that, that's probably the best place to get me that's it that's it look we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road and to yeah. everyone tuned in today we appreciate you as well don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes hit that like and subscribe button and if you want to come in join us talk about your fitness business click the link in the description fill it out and our team will be in touch with you very very soon and as always Till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck. And joining us on the show is Jess Sakura from Premier Pilates out of Vernon Hills, Illinois. What's going on, Jess? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hi, Jess. Hi, Alex. I'm doing well. <laughs> no, it's okay. That was a that was a tongue twister for me right there, too. Jess Sakura from Premier Pilates. Uh, no, but I appreciate you joining. Excited to have you on here. Um, but yeah, let's not waste any time here. How, how did you get started? What is it that made you want to start with opening your own fitness facility? So I was doing Pilates as a client at Lifetime Fitness in 2008. Okay. And then I fell in love with it and saw changes. And actually, it was the only thing that I ever did. I was an athlete and always worked out, but I never saw the little cuts, all the little you know things that the girls want and places where it's supposed to go. So I'm like, I truly believe in Pilates and it changed my golf game. That was the biggest thing. It was the only thing I changed. and I was hitting it farther and straighter. So I said, you know what, I want to help other people and I want to become an instructor. So then I became an instructor and go. I was at Lifetime Fitness for eight years. And the last three years I got promoted to the Pilates coordinator. So I ran the department for three years. And in the meantime, my boyfriend, now husband, his dream was always to own his own gym. So he broke out a lifetime, started his own gym. And I said, well, let's not put all our eggs in one basket. Let's see if you make it because like you said, you know, they don't last. Usually the gyms are one to three years. So the first two years he was pretty successful. So then I moved over and opened up a Pilates studio within his gym, but we're separate companies. 
Cool. So, so you are inside of a lifetime fitness right now, correct? So you, you're no, no, you're not. Okay. Was. You was. And then I went after he opened his gym, I moved, I opened my own business and my own studio within his gym. Cool. So premier Pilates, what's the name of your husband's facility that you're all that you're in right now? Spear training center. And it stands for sports performance enhancement and athletic recovery. Okay. So his business model was to have a one-stop shop. So we have a chiropractor. We have a recovery uh, where we do fascial stretch therapy. We have a massage therapist, a Pilates studio, and then also the gym. And then we have an affiliation with a nutrition company. So you can, the idea is you can come in here and get all your needs satisfied. There we go. Very smart. Very smart. That's something that I've noticed as well. Just talking with, you know, so many gym owners, especially post covid so many gyms are starting to pivot more towards being a one-stop shop type of facility, offering different services, um, you know, nutrition accountability, supplements, uh, chiropractic work, like you said. So cool to see, cool to see. Um, now, I would love for you to give your own elevator pitch on, you know, like the services you offer for Premier Pilates. So I have two instructors. They, one of them is also a personal trainer. I'm a personal trainer and a fashion stretch therapist. And the other one is just a Pilates instructor. Um, so I offer my clients. It's awesome because if they come in, they're like, you know what? I'm just not feeling good today. I'm like, you know what? Let's just go stretch. You know, having that extra niche as any type of instructor to offer your clients another avenue to help them feel better is awesome and will totally increase your sales and your valuability to a, a client, you know? Um, and then we offer some classes, but mostly one-on-ones or duets. Okay. Okay. Awesome. How many, how big is a team? How many other trainers do you have working with you directly in your facility? Um, Spear has eight trainers and then we have a couple general contractors that just rent space, but eight employees. And within Premier Pilates, are you the only person who trains specifically there? Uh, Um, one of my other instructors is also a personal trainer. Okay. Okay. So there's two. But he's a general contractor. Okay. 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 Yeah. Just making sure because it's a little, just trying to, uh, clarify the way it works right (laughs) so as of now in in premier pilates specifically it's you and one other trainer and one other work girl that's just pilates okay okay, (laughs) so there's three three employees or three of us yes awesome so so you're offering mainly a, a private training model here how do your customers book appointments do they book online do they make so we use mind body software, um, but mostly it's just, uh, well, I use that to book them in my own schedule, but usually they just text me or they text the other instructor. So it's almost all by texting, but I have had, um, through mind body, one client that moved from the city and, um, she found me through mind body, my software. She's like, there's not a lot of people on that software in the suburbs. So she came to me and joined one of my classes. It is. MindBody is one of the best softwares, also one of the more expensive softwares as well to use, um, but but definitely has its benefits for the price. Um, cool. So how many members are you currently serving right now in Premier Pilates? In Premier Pilates, you know, I told Fernando, um, that's a hard question to answer because it's more about my hours because I'll have... I have three clients that come three times a week. So that's really only one, three clients, but it's nine hours, you know? So I'm booked about 25 to 30 hours a week. And then also I have three classes and then there's four people in each class, but that's still only one hour for 12 people. You know what I mean? So it's hard to, people always ask me, how many clients do you have? I'm like, it's not clients, it's hours, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I do always like to ask is the amount of hours or clients that you have now, is that a number you're happy at, happy at or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces? Um, 
I'm pretty happy. Yeah, I like a lighter schedule right now. Well, we I'm always lighter in the summer because I have a lot of moms and they travel or they have summer homes. So summer is always light, which is nice in Chicago because we only have three nice months. Mm -hmm. So I get to golf more or, you know, go to lunch downtown like I did today. Um, and then once school goes back into session for me, I ramp up. So and then it's crappy outside anyway. So it's good. Okay. Okay. But my husband, he trains athletes, so he's always busy because someone always has an off season. You know, right. basketball will end, hockey will end, you know, football will end, and then so he's busy all year round. Okay, and, and is the goal for you to eventually maybe get more trainers to fill in the hours where you're not there, or or to be able to grow to have those hours filled? Yeah, my schedule for me is mostly six a.m. to two p.m and a half day on Saturday, and I like it that way. So I need to find somebody who is willing to work evenings and weekends, you know, maybe like a younger person, just fresh, you know, like 22, 24 years old that doesn't mind that schedule and wants to sleep in. <laughs> right, right, and so, you know, with the amount of hours, amount of clients that you have right now, what's been like the main ways or tactics that, that you did in order to get those members right it, has it been mostly like word of mouth have you done any type of marketing is it funneling from you know your husband's gym that you're inside of yeah well we're fortunate we we came with a lot of clients that followed us from lifetime okay and then um from there it's just been word of mouth and yeah mostly word of mouth or for me they come into the gym and say it's a kid that's training with my husband. His mom's like, oh, I want to try Pilates or, you know, so just walking past because I you walk in the gym and you have to go through past my studio, which is all windows to get to the gym. So everybody sees me. Mm -hmm. So that helped a lot. And, and you guys have grown all through word of mouth for both facilities, you and your husband's. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. So you haven't done any type of marketing or, you know, like digital marketing paid ads. What's been like stopping you guys from, from trying that? We haven't needed it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we're fortunate. That's a good. Because we, right? We train them, so a lot of our athletes when they make it, their jerseys are on the wall, okay. and people will see that. And then we're, I don't know, Stevenson High School is a really big high school, mm. like five thousand students, and we're like right down the street. So. Well, the only thing we do is like we make t-shirts and all the kids wear the t-shirts to the high school. And then Jalen Brunson is, I've stretched him since he was 16. Okay. He just signed like a big contract with the Knicks. He was a Maverick and now he just signed like a over a hundred million dollar contract. He came from Stevenson. So his jersey's on our wall. So we've gotten so many kids just from that we trained Jalen Brunson, you know, yeah. like stuff like that. Or Mitch Trubisky is on our wall. Cody Whitehair is on our wall. So the kids are like, oh, I work out with Cody Whitehair. I work out with Mitch, you know, so mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. kind of that kind of thing too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and you know, I, I'm thinking of questions that are popping in my head. A lot of them kind of pertain to like the whole business as a whole. No, but that's really cool that you guys have been able to, you know, at least grow these past few years, especially through COVID. A lot of gyms I saw had no choice but to try or rely on digital marketing during COVID because it was like, hey, we either shut down or we start trying other avenues to get members here. Um, cool. So what's it look like for you when you do get some new coaches and want to fill in those hours? What's really your plan to, to fill up those classes? Um, well, I told you earlier, I need to increase my space because for right. Pilates, I only have four reformers and four chairs. And so I'm limited on equipment. So I want to double my space and then double my instructors. And then, um, and then maybe I would do more advertising just to try to fill the classes and keep everybody busy. You know, we're, I get, we're small enough right now where, you know, we're what, 15 people all together that we're all busy. But if we're 30 people, that's when it starts maybe getting not everybody's so happy because they're not all busy. So maybe then we would look into some advertising. Yeah, yeah, definitely worth a try. I mean, at the end of the day, all of these, I mean, there's so many new ways to advertise with internet, you know, growing the past 10 years. And they're all just tools that you could use, right? And if you do figure out how to use them correctly, it's about testing it too. And um, you know, doubling down on the stuff that does work. Right. Um, but cool. So what's your sales process 
or your just your process in general really look like when you do get a lead? Let's say it's like myself. Um, you know, I hear about you through a friend or a family member. What's your process turn to turn me into a paid member? So I always give the first session is always a private and it's always for free. Okay. So I have a little, that's another thing I guess I do. I have little postcards right outside my studio and a little table that says one complimentary session. So a lot of like the chiropractic clients take those or gym members take those. Mm-hmm. And then I bring you in, assess you, and then um, decide if you're fit and you can, you work out, I can put you into a class, which is more affordable. Otherwise, if you have tons of issues, shoulder, knee, I said, you know what, you should try three privates and we'll try to get you stronger and then we'll go from there and see if you can get into a class. And generally, if you do privates and you start with private, you know, you get hooked on privates. You like Mm -hmm. that one-on-one attention, you know. And we're also lucky. We're in a very affluent area, which is why they built a lifetime fitness here. They kind of did the research for us and we're benefiting, you know. (laughs) I love it. I love it. No, you got (laughs) to... opportunity where wherever it comes from right um no cool so so do you guys do you like track your conversion rate for you know the the people do you you do have so like the amount of leads you get per month versus the amount you're able to close generally if i get somebody in the studio they always become a client i don't think i've had i mean yeah, for me, I've never had an issue. Like if I get you in here, I usually can sell you and keep you. And I've had a lot of my clients I've had for 12 years. They haven't left me unless they move away. They don't quit, which is great. And, and so do you, is in order for people to go to your facility, do they have to pay for a membership and your husband's? No, they don't. No. So you're there is no for either one, Okay. which is again, why we were okay. Um, leaving lifetime because lifetime it was you paid for a membership and you also paid for your personal training or your pilates so when our clients followed us they weren't costing any more money they they were already paying for the service so and and it's if they quit lifetime it's actually a benefit because then they don't have the gym membership yeah we didn't encourage that of course but (laughs) but they did it on their own which usually covid that's what killed it they're like i don't need my membership anymore right you know right okay Okay. And, and let's see here. So if you had, let's say a magic wand, Jess, and you could tap your business, have it be in the exact position that you want it, what would that really look like to you? I would say just really double. I want double. Well, so the double amount of equipment, maybe some other pieces and double the instructors and, and my new studio, that's the addition, will have garage doors that, that we can open and so we can have fresh air when it's nice outside because that's another cool feature to have when you're there you go <laughs> what are what are some um you know some like boxes that you have to je- check to get to that point of being able to double the size of your facility that's really on john my husband's part he's working with investors to buy okay. the exist- existing building and then do the construction okay okay awesome and and so we know what you want for your business right we know that you obviously have a a, a big care for not only the people that go to your facility, but but also the team that's around you, the people you hire to, you know, run these classes for you. Um, but what is it that you want from the business, right? What do you want the business to give back to you, to your family? Um, more travel. <laughs> more travel, more freedom. <laughs> more freedom, right. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think- everybody knows the only way you really make money is when you aren't working and you're making money. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you have more instructors that are running the show when you're not there, you know, and I can be on the golf course and I'm still making money that, you know, is a goal obviously. And or in Hawaii or wherever. (laughs) Right. I I mean, every business owner's goal, right. To, to get to a point of freedom at some point, or, you know, at least to where the business could kind of run like a well-oiled machine on its own, you could take some days off without feeling like everything's going to burn down. Um, so would you say is that like both yours and your husband's goal? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's both our goals. Okay. And we've done a really good job, especially my husband, like we want to keep it as a family and no drama. I know you, there's always going to be some kind of drama, but yeah. he doesn't want, he always, his business model is have sphere employees 
not John's clients and Jeff's clients and James's clients. Like if Jeff goes out of town and James trains Jeff's client, he should get the same workout. Yeah. So they all tra train under the same philosophy and the same style. And so that client will get the same workout whether somebody's out of town. So he's built that and, it, and we really are like a family and it's great. And, but it all comes from culture. You know, when we were at Lifetime, it, it became cutthroat and backstabbing and drama and toxic, but, and that all trickles down from the top. So I guess that's my best advice to anybody looking into the gym. You have to, the top has to keep that standard of creating that culture because it'll just trickle down and if you don't have that you know mindset at the top you're not going to have a successful business and you're it's just going to drop you know right right it, it always starts with the leader right um i mean what what last question here and just because i'm interested what what do you think you and john your husband correct what do you think you guys have to do to get to that point of freedom to where you know both of you could be sipping pina coladas in <laughs> hawaii and not there at the gym well we're getting there we're really close actually <laughs> once we get the, the building and do the the remodel and get the increased parking and um the studio and stuff i think we're we're pretty much there so awesome just booked our first trip to hawaii in february so. there there you go <laughs> there you go well congrats congrats and i appreciate you giving some of your time today once again um before we do head out of here i would love for you to give a shout out to either your website instagram facebook anything just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym okay it's at premier pilates is my instagram or uh www.premierpilates.life awesome awesome and as for the listeners here, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke Steele. Joining me on the show is Anne from New Fit out in Denison, Iowa. Welcome to the show, Anne. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me on. Well, thank you for being here, taking time out of your busy day to sit down and give back to the industry a little bit today. We really appreciate that. Um, and I'm excited to learn more about your business, but really before we go onto that, tell me, Anne, why did you open up a fitness business? That's a good question because I did not, I did not start getting into fitness until I was 40 years old. I was, um, 40 and my son was doing Taekwondo and I thought, you know, I can't just sit here and watch this. I'm going to, um, participate did that and went to tournaments and and that's taekwondo was my first start and then i got into running and then i started weightlifting and i'm like oh, this is cool i like this i feel good i'm healthier than i ever have been i was diagnosed with a graves disease and my um activity and my fitness have helped that and kept that in remission so um i thought well we'll just keep going with this so i um opened a business called new fit and and the new fit is 
the first part of my name, Newman and Newfit. So um, that's what I started. And my goal is to just uh, help people and um, do the best that I can and provide service and, um, you know, make people feel better. So that's wow. kind of a start. Okay. Cool. So props to you for finding this, you know, in your forties, you found this health and fitness lifestyle. You really fell in love with it and you wanted to help other people find that. Before you got into the fitness business, what did you do for work? Um, actually, I worked as a barista. And before that, um, I did go to school to be a certified dental assistant. So, I mean, you, you go to school for things and it's, they're yeah. actually both service things. So, and they're both, yeah. you know, to better, to better you, but you don't, you don't always, you, you follow a path that makes you happy and it isn't always going to be exactly what you thought when you're yeah. in your twenties. So it is, yeah. It's the same path, just a little bit different route. Yeah, that's a great point. And obviously all of your experience, no matter what it was like with this job as a business owner, every little experience you've had in your life, you can utilize in this kind of, in this role. And so now you have new fit for our listeners. What I would love for you to do, Anne, is just give us your elevator pitch. Tell us you know, who you are at NewFit, what kind of services that you provide. All gyms are a little bit different. So I would love for you to just kind of paint that picture of your business for us. Right. Well, mine is a little different. We, I, I, the town that we live in is only about uh, 8,000 people. Uh, income level is a lot lower here in, in the Midwest. Um, so I provide um, Taekwondo and Taekwondo classes for, um, all ages, uh, four to the end, you know, you can do Taekwondo your whole life. So I provide classes for that. Um, and then I also provide uh, weightlifting and um, personal training. And I also provide uh, kettlebell uh, Tabata classes and kettlebell kickboxing classes, thinking about doing something a little bit different in a flow class, but, and I also can teach um, Tai Chi and so it's, I'm continually learning and trying to do, do different things and um, hopefully help as many people um, as I can. So that's Definitely. pretty much what so, the gym's about. It sounds like primarily you have like kind of your personal training and then you mm -hmm. have some group classes, the type right. one happening in a class, the right. kettlebell slash Tabata is happening in a class. Right. Um, right. So you have kind of those two umbrellas. How does a membership work? Are people paying per class? Are they paying you a membership fee? How does that work? I've just been going by a monthly membership fee, just month by month um, is what I've been doing. Uh, I'm so open to different ideas. I just, you know, it's just where I've, I've been at right now. And it's, it's worked so, so, so for now, I, I think there's uh, better options than what okay. I'm doing right now, but yeah. So with the month to month membership, just so I can understand what you're saying is like, somebody could come on buy a month of group fitness, whatever that costs. And then like, when the next month comes, they have to come to you again if they would like to, to right. do another month, right? Right, right. The, the personal training, how does that work? Is it the same kind of thing or the, do they do like a smaller pack of classes or, or how does that work? No, that's the same. Okay. Um, and so I kind of want to ask, you know, right now within the entire business, how many people are you serving? Um, I'm serving probably about 40. Okay. Cool. Is, is that, and, you know, 40 people for just you, is that a place where you're feeling good, you're feeling comfortable, or do you need to hit the gas and get more clients in the doors of your facility to be in a better spot? I, I feel like I could, I, I, I know I could get more, more people in, be at a better spot and be able to do more things that I want to do also. Um, but I just... I don't, I didn't go to school for business, but, um, I think, <laughs> I think there's yeah, better ways to do things and, and I just haven't found them yet. So yeah, it's really, really challenging. Nobody can prepare you for opening up your own business. And I'll tell you, I have a hospitality degree, which is honestly, and just a fancy business degree and <laughs> nothing prepared me for being thrown into 
the gym industry and having to run a gym business. It's its own animal. And so Mm -hmm. even if you do have that experience, that education, nothing's Mm going to prepare you. And so that's why it's great to have conversations like this because we can learn something from each other. Um, In terms of 40 clients right now, you would love to, to help more. What does that growth process look like? How are you finding new clients? Right, right now, I mean, advertising is, is expensive, like our newspaper that, you know, the circulations on that is just down and nobody's really doing that. And radio is expensive for, you know, what I'm willing to pay. I'm kind of a tightwad when it comes to stuff like that. Um, but so pretty much just Facebook and Instagram and, you know, doing some TikTok stuff is what I've been trying to do a little bit more of. But, you know, that that takes time. That, yeah. It takes time. So it definitely does take time in, in, in this industry today. The, the number one way for us to really grow our business is to tap into those places, Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, mm-hmm. TikTok, because yeah. that's where people are spending their time. Yeah. You and I are sitting here right now meeting states away. Right. Actually, and other people are doing this as their form of work. So if we can reach them where they're spending time, you know, on their breaks, they're going on Facebook, they're going on Instagram. And so if we can reach those in reach people in those areas it's perfect for our business right now your your social media presence is it organic or are you running advertisements in those places it's just organic i haven't paid advertisements yet okay and have you seen have you seen growth from that would you say that you've brought in clients like can you measure the amount of clients that you've brought in through the organic social media stuff um I think it's brought, I think, I believe it's brought, brought more clients in, but you know, I have, to, I feel like I have to broaden my um, contact list in order to get more. Do you know what I'm saying? Because the, I mean, people can say things that they like about your business and it, you're just hitting the, those people that know them. Do you know what I'm saying? And so I feel like there's gotta be some way that you can go out a little bit more. And I don't know, maybe the advertising is the way to do that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, right now, like what you're saying is basically you have your followers and those are the people that are seeing what you post. And maybe one of your followers might share it and their friends might see it, but like you're only reaching the amount of people that are already a member of the community in some aspect. Um, And so like, how do we reach people, you know, further out? Um, Have you ever thought about advertising prior to this conversation on those, those avenues? I thought about it. I thought about it, but I had just have not sat sat down to do, do that. So that's, that's an option. I'm, you know, as you get older, you realize that you just have to be open to so many different things because if you aren't, you're going to miss that little opportunity that could have benefited you down the road. So, yeah, yeah. I, I need and, to. And this industry, it's always evolving. And so I love that mindset that you have where it's like, you know, I have to just be open to what the possibilities are because if you ever want to grow this business, you want it to continue to grow, you have to think about, okay, well, what's next? What's the new thing? How can I grow this business? And so I really appreciate that that mindset. And I think that, you know, looking into the digital advertising side of things as you continue to grow, definitely something that will benefit you because that's where people are spending time today. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to ask you kind of a different question here is everybody in this industry, we're all facing kind of different challenges, different things that are kind of holding us back. And Mm -hmm. I think it's really valuable for us to have a conversation about, you know, what one of your challenges might be, because there's definitely somebody listening to this show right now that can relate. Um, And so what would you say is kind of, you know, one of those bottlenecks or challenges for you and new fit? My challenges, I think, would be uh, gaining gaining and retaining clients and students, and and I feel like that's everybody's everybody's um, issue right now. So I I don't I don't know. 
COVID hit us hard, all, all the gyms, and that was a tough transition. And um, the retaining, I, I feel like I could use more help or a, a direction as to which to go to retain my clients. I've looked on, you know, those advertisements that say, well, we can help you retain your clients and, you know, just do this. And, and then there's a huge cost for that. And I, I'm one that pays for stuff as I, I do it because I don't want a lot of overhead. So everything I own here is is paid for. And so I'm not, I have a hard time I, I maybe it's the the age that I grew up in. I have a hard time getting borrowing money for a large a large sum of money in order to do things, which I think probably would benefit. But yeah, I've just I, maybe it's just the age that I grew up in that I like I get stuff and I pay for it and I get stuff and I get it paid off. But yeah, and I mean ideally, ideally, like whatever you look into, whatever service that you like see out there that like might say like, hey, we can help you with your retention or hey, we can help you with your marketing. Ideally, what you would be able to do is just like get so much return on investment for that where it's like, hey, paid for itself um, mm -hmm. and, and you can grow. But it's like that challenge, taking that taking that risk. It's it's definitely scary. It's a little bit of a jump. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. So I want to ask you, you know, retention sounds like something that you feel like you're struggling with a little bit right now and, and know that you're not alone in that. I think within this, within the industry, that's one of the most common challenges is, you know, how do we keep our clients right now? What do you feel like you're doing well in terms of providing value to your clients so that they stick around? Um, what I do well. Okay. So my clients with the, with the kettlebell groups, I, I do an extra Saturday class and a lot of times I'll take my kettlebells out to um, the uh, local park and beach and sometimes we'll do kettlebell workouts there. So I try to go into different places and, and do different things with that. But so that's kind of what I'm trying to do different with that. But the, ta the Taekwondo, that's, that's just a different animal. I mean, I, it's, yeah, they're too they're still fitness things, but they're, they're different fitness things. Yeah. And so, you know, when I, I look at retention a little bit differently, yes, we can, you know, we have these extra classes. Yes, we can do events, but you know, what's the reason why our members are, are leaving? And a lot of times they're leaving because they're, they're paying for this, this membership and they feel like they're not using it. And so that's a pretty common reason people are leaving. So like, what more can we do to make sure that our members are showing up every day? Mm -hmm. um, and so I want to ask you, like, do you guys have like kind of a line of communication with your clients to make sure that they're coming in for classes or is it just like, you know, they pay for their membership and then they come in for their class. They don't really have any cadence of communication with you guys. No, actually I do have a line of communication with all of my all of my clients, be it uh, Taekwondo or Kettlebell. And if they haven't shown up, a lot of times the Taekwondo students will text me and say they aren't coming. And I say, well, you know, just why don't you just jump into this class and, and come this time. And I do the same with the Kettlebell. Um, if they can't make it one time, I say, well, why don't you just go ahead and jump into the to the Tabata class since you aren't going to make the kickboxing class. Yeah. And so they're, they're not actually missing the classes. They're just not on that day or not on that day so they can like make them up on other days yeah that's good that's good and I think like a lot of times the biggest thing is like people struggle with accountability if they don't feel like you know hey like I'm gonna go reach my goals in the classes like they're gonna <laughs> be super motivated for two weeks and then like you see people fall off and then they don't see the value so like you have to kind of look at it as okay what more can I do to show these people value so that they stick around. And that could look like, you know, you having some sort of cadence of accountability where it's like you're reaching out to them regardless if they reach out to you or not. And that can be pretty, pretty automated, but definitely something to like that helps. Um want to ask you kind of this is a loaded, a more loaded question, but if I could hand you a magic wand and I was like, all right, and you've reached all your goals for new fit. Um, you know, what would that picture look like for you? Hmm. 
You know, that's that's a really good question. Um, I'm happy. I'm really happy with what I have. It isn't that I'm not happy. Um, the, the magic wand would be making everything, you know, me not having to worry about uh, repair on the building, me not having to um, search for clients and having them come in and me just being here and enjoying my clients and, and helping them become better. So number wise, I'd love to have more numbers, but I'm still happy with what I have. So that, yeah, I think that it's very important to always be happy with the things that you have, but it's also important to like have, you know, things that you want to achieve along the way. And right. you kind of shared with me something before we even got on air is that, you know, you're, you're spread pretty thin right now. You're working a couple of other gigs Mm -hmm. And I think that it's important to kind of address your goals too. So as a business owner, like, do you want to be able to spend, like, is a, is a big goal for you to be able to spend more time in this business rather than, you know, other jobs? Actually, yeah, yeah it is. I would like to be, I would like to be here where I'm at right, right, right now, right at this time and um, not have to run to a different town to do something or run to another job because I, I I have four kids and I still have one at home so it's you know there's I'm running for him sometimes and you know it's just it, it it gets hard and so and I'm a and I'm a single parent so it's it's tough it's tough so yeah being in one place would be amazing that yeah would be amazing. and and imagine the things that you would be able to do for new fit if you were able to spend more time there right. and it's like right now it's not realistic for you to spend more time at new fit because it's like you have to have a couple of other gigs to make ends meet for your family right um, and I respect that I'm a single parent as well and so I get it um and so what has to happen within the business right now for the possibility of this being your your number one gig in the future growth, growth and retention. Those mm. are the two, the two things that I see that need to happen. Yeah. And, and definitely. And I think that's a lot of, a lot of gym owners are in that place right now too, you know, bouncing right. back from COVID it's been challenging. Right. Yeah. Um, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You're going to get there. You have an amazing mindset. Um, and, and that's, going to guide you to that, to that spot. Um, and what is, do you guys, you said you had Instagram. What is your Instagram page? Where can our listeners go to find you? Oh, good question. Um, I, <laughs> I think it's just under ANNE.TIWAZ is what it's listed Instagram. I, and, and, you know, they're in me being behind on things. I should, should really have it under new fit. <laughs> so yeah, I, that's something I need to work on. So, but I believe it's under anne.tiwaz. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And I'm looking forward to go um, following you over there. And, you know, for our listeners, thank you guys for tuning in today. Um, hopefully you were able to pull something from this conversation. Definitely a lot to learn from, from, from this conversation. Um, if you guys want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.